0: My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. And today I'm here with Christina, Dana, and Tiffany. And we are going to talk about raising girls and boys and the differences and how we raise them. Should there be a difference? Not in my opinion, but I know everybody feels so differently about that. So I kind of want to start with when I really realized there was such a difference with raising our children. I noticed that it's not me, but my husband when I sat back and really like kind of watched, right? So I read the book Untamed for any Glennon, any Glennon Doyle fans out there. She talked about how we raise our boys to be masculine and our girls to be feminine. And... When our girls fall, we're like, oh, honey, oh, oh, my little baby, oh, are you okay? Oh, my gosh, my little baby. And then when our boys fall or get hurt, we're like, get up, you're okay, like brush it off, like nothing's wrong. And she just really, you know, I maybe I can try to take some pictures of it and put it somewhere so people can read it if you haven't read her book. But she really just kind of digs into, dives into what that does to our boys what it's teaching our girls and what it's teaching our boys and it's so crazy I wish I actually had the book sitting right here but for me personally I do not treat my daughter any like but I see to my husband and this is what I want to say is my husband will be like well he's a boy he should that's how boys do it and I'm like no 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 that's not how boys do it. You know, it's just I think we get so caught up in raising our children that way because society says that's what we should be doing. And Tiff, I know you, you said this on the another podcast, just you and your husband. And I want you kind of to talk about that and kind of elaborate on that a little bit.
1: Well, you know, it's so interesting when I just like previously we were just kind of talking about, you know, Cleaning the house and everything like that, and it's so interesting even looking at the, the, the dynamic to my husband's expectation with gender roles versus mine, and we often have this little conversation, you know. And I'm like, "Well, if you want me to be doing all of that, then I need to be staying at home," you know. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I'm like because the women back in the day they were they were at home. I'm working 40 plus hours a week, you know, because, hey, it doesn't end. I don't have the type of job that ends when I quote unquote clock out, you know. And so having a my husband unconsciously, I have to really kind of bring it to his attention. Like, hey, you're like more into that gender role thing more than I am. It, it causes quite the conversation, but then the reality is, guys, I actually fall into that category. It, it's such a weird space. But in raising our children right now, now I haven't birthed a boy myself, but my bonus, uh, one of my bonuses is a boy, and I have been in his life since he was, like, seven years old, and... It is quite interesting right now having a sixteen about to be seventeen year old boy with a girlfriend. Yeah. And I find myself, you know, with the conversations, you know, where he'll go pick up his girl you know, he has a car and he'll go pick up his girlfriend and they'll go out to eat and some of the things I'm like, Are mama okay with that? Right? Now here now listen, my son is going oh. to pick up this girl. But i have asking her mama, okay, what, what? You know, so consciously, I mean, unconsciously, we have been so conditioned in these gender roles and how we were brought up that we superimpose them on our kids sometimes unknowingly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then even my daughter was like, you know, well, when I'm KJ's age, I expect the same type of energy. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yeah, right. Oh. I'm like no.
0: This is so interesting. Like just in general, do you think it's you know, it's probably not. It's I'm pro- baffled into myself. I'm saying it and I'm confused. I'm I'm literally just like sitting with this for a minute and just Yeah.
1: <laughs> and processing I mean, where you're I think about myself at 14, 15 and I was a hot mess, y'all, uh, and so I'd be like wait what? You're not going nowhere? Yeah. Never, what? No your boyfriend about to come pick you up and you go drive in a car by yourself y'all so much you want to go to the drive-in <laughs> kiss my grits oh!
2: what? <laughs> not
1: well happen. no
0: and I think that's an, it's your, like just the differences in general I'm not you have the luxury of raising 16 year old boy man almost Mine is mm-hmm. still five, so I'm still in the the idea of I want to raise a compassionate, tender, mm-hmm. sensitive mm-hmm. and curious son
3: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and him not to feel like he has to lead this masculine role yeah. or he can't show his emotions or, or or be you know kind and things like that. And I had read something that said th- the problem right now is while we're raising our sons in our home, the world is raising our sons out out wow. there. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. Isn't that,
0: yeah. isn't that something crazy to think about? Like our kids see all of these things yeah. and how can yeah. we, how can we talk about those things and make them present and make them understand that, you know, think about it, TikTok, all of these things yeah. that they watch and that starts in our homes. That's like a big, a big thing that starts in our home. But Tiff, I'm just, I'm coming back. Okay. Let's sit with that. D- Dana. It's
3: yeah. So I have, two I think main points but the first one I want to talk about so I have a seven year old son and even from the time he was little I have noticed in watching him he has a very empathetic heart for the things around him Yeah, Um, he's always been super sensitive he's the one that you know my daughter is older and I just thought when she was born like nobody would touch my kid like it's gonna love me like it was gonna be all under me and it was like she nursed and she was like what's up where's everybody else at yeah. right like <laughs> whereas he he was my cuddler and he Aww. was oh I wanted to just be under mommy and you know and everything and so I decided and I decided mainly because so a little backstory. I come from My father, actually, there were six of them, and there was only one girl. So on that side of my family, there's more men than there are females. And they grew up very, very militant, but they grew up without their father. Okay, so I do believe that there's a certain emotional, like, break that was there. So they were raised by a single mother, and they always were very militant, very serious. Like, I've never seen them, like emotional cry. I'll never forget at my granny's funeral, like, while I'm hysterical and, like, trying to jump in, you know, the casket and all types of stuff, everybody was sitting on the front row just like, oh, another thing going on. No emotions. Mm. And for the longest, I thought, like, what is wrong with me that, like, I'm, like, highly emotional and nobody around me, especially the men, like, they don't feel. Mm. I think they don't feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so because of that experience, I was like, no, no, no. My son, Feels, And it's going to be okay for him to feel. And so I always, when he would fall, pick him up. And then his dad is like, why are you babying him? Mm -hmm. Because he's a
0: baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: I just told you, you, my son's only seven. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So so because Mm -hmm. he's a baby. And that's yeah. what we do to babies, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. hurt themselves and com- I'm come. his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that's my role for my son. And I love it because he's so compassionate. Now, granted, my son also is a hothead, right? Like, so his emotions go both ways. Ugh. And so we have to kind of manifest them. But I feel like if I shield that vulnerable part of him, then that anger... Would be even higher. Even worse, yeah. Right? Because he would have never accepted and realized hey, I have emotions and this is how I feel. And it's okay to feel this way. Now let me navigate Mm -hmm. the next steps for it.
0: Can I let you in on a little secret about cannabis? Cannabis has benefits way beyond simply getting high. This is something I've learned from my friends over at Cloud Cannabis. When you go to their stores, products are arranged by your desired effect, including energize, focus, calm, relief, and sleep. Cloud's bud tenders will guide you every step of the way to select the products that will elevate your life to the next level, whether that's staying focused throughout the day or finally getting a good night's sleep. Visit a cloud cannabis store and let their bud tenders guide you to the products that will meet your desired goals and effects. Use the code DMP, that's D as in dog, M as in Mary, and P as in peanut at checkout in-store or online to get $10 off when you spend $75 or more. Visit www.cloudcannabis.com
1: to learn more.
3: So You know,
1: it's interesting. I got the three-year-old daughter, and she, well, she'll be three at the end of the month. She's the princess, but with the sword in her hand. Like, she's obsessed with Mulan, you know, and she likes action movies like she embodies all of that and if she falls she's like I'm okay I'm okay mommy and I'm like you okay don't say that I'm like but did it hurt and so with her I have to temper her to know it's okay Mm -hmm. that it hurts it's okay Tilly did it did it make you want to cry like I almost have to you know, yeah. and I'm not sure where that came from. That's just obviously a part of her makeup that she just has this very strong, strong personality, you know. and But then the flip side is as she can be very sensitive when you tell her, like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. If she's doing something and she's like, oh, full fledged, I'm balling, you just broke my whole heart mm-hmm. into a million little pieces and I just can't even get my life together. Yeah. And so... And my husband will be like, you know, well, you don't have to cry. You don't cry. You don't, cry. You don't cry. And I have to come, kind of come back. It's okay to cry, but you don't have to cry so long. Did it hurt your th- Like, I'm trying to find that, you know, mm-hmm. sweet spot because mm-hmm. I don't want her to hide her emotions, you know. Gosh. But I don't also, because of the way the world is, I do want her to be a little tough,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know. I do want her to be able to kind of, you know take things with a stride, like, okay, that happened and I can keep it moving, you know. It's such a delicate balance or harmony that you need to find between the two with both our sons and our daughters, you know. KJ, he is not your typical boy. He's very reserved and laid back and, you know, he'll put on pink in a minute, you know, all of the things that you typically don't see in young black men. Right now, and I mean this because this particular conversation has a whole nother level when you're talking about gender roles and and it up. You know, when it comes in the black community, because I was I'm just going to say that so yeah. many times, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so many times it's like you know, don't cry, you know, yeah, yeah, gotta tough it enough, and just all these things. But it's sad because a part of it is because the world we live in, you know, just with the racism I and mean, all the things that we've talked about them so many different times here on our trip mob, but there's so many things that a little black boy has to be introduced to so much younger parts of the world that a little white boy doesn't have to be introduced to.
0: And we need to talk about this. yeah, and I think that it needs to be brought up and brought up because right now, what people see in manhood or however you want to put it, is white men when our boys watch the TV, white men in powerful positions, you know, and it's it, it's not I'm not saying that it's one hundred percent better. I know we're working towards it, but what people mm-hmm. see, is the epitome of, you know, like, and and if our sons go out there and think that that's the end all be all that, oh, I'm white, that's, that's enough. I think Mm -hmm. it's a great topic. And and Dana, I want you to dive into that.
3: Yeah, so I, I do think, and, and again, going back to, you know, I can only from what I saw growing up, and, and I do feel like, I actually, I do have an uncle that, um, I believe he's emotional, but I believe because of, of course, the stigma, you know, he was he was taught that he had to hide those things. And so I always kind of when I talk to him, I kind of try to pull some of that out because for so long, even as a black girl woman, I felt like I had to shield those things. And I and I feel like because so I was raised solely by my father for a period of time. And he had two girls and a boy, right? So all he knew and understood from his standpoint was, again, be strong, don't cry, yeah. right. So it would make him uncomfortable when I cried. Like it was like, oh, oh my boy. God, oh stop crying, please stop crying, please stop. You know what I mean? Like and and I really do think that's definitely definitely society. but I, I try not to go all the way back to slavery, but I do I do feel like to a certain extent, we watched our family members get beat, right? And that was, yeah. at a certain level, it was like, in front of NASA, you got to be careful. Like, don't don't show your weakness. Mm-hmm. Don't show your weakness in front of your family. Like, you know what I mean? You're supposed to be the man of this family and things like that. And so I honestly feel like that trickled down generationally. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's a generational thing that... I believe it starts with us making the change. I I don't hold my son to a certain standard because of society. Is there things, just like Tiffany um, said, that he is going to be exposed to that he probably shouldn't be? Absolutely. But my kids love anime. Mm-hmm. My children are learning Japanese and Korean. Yeah. And one of the reasons I wanted to homeschool is I know the area I live in, they would get made fun of. Right. Because they do not necessarily gravitate to what would be considered Where do you live black at? culture.
0: Oh, OK, OK, OK. OK. You know
3: what I mean? Like yeah. it wouldn't be typical black culture. Right. Like so I feel like it starts with us to make a change. And so we have to speak up and speak out about it, especially to our sons, especially to them in in our life. I will say this little point, though. So. On the flip side, my husband's family, his mom, there were six of them, but there were five girls, one boy. And, and so I actually the first time I came across like a man where I was like, oh, they feel like was being around his family, like mm, wow. <laughs> they they were healthy and normal, wow. right? Like, okay, okay. like I and I won't put them out there like this, but I remember like. One of his cousins was getting married, and he, like, was so emotional about, about how much he was in love with who he was marrying, and he cried. And I'm like,
2: "Wow, shut wow. the door. Men yeah. cry. Right. right. <laughs>
3: like, yeah. they, they know how to cry. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And so, I, I don't know. I just think that it's a stigma that we have to address first and say, hey, this is a problem, mm-hmm. and then we have to make strides to change it.
0: Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, they, I, I'm literally like, gosh, there's so many things we could go into here. <laughs> Christina, do you – so you're raising just girls. Yeah, just girls. Two girls. Is there
2: anything? I almost see the – I don't know if it's because I come from the Jewish community. Women are typically very strong. Sometimes this doesn't go for everybody. Boys are babied more.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And uh, – you know a lot of that was very old school it's getting better now yeah or maybe because it's my history and how strong I am I I raise my girls to be very strong with opinions and you know I want them to be future politicians or whatever they want to be but you know it's a little bit of the opposite as I raise my girls to be strong I validate a lot when they show their feelings or emotional of course I validate we have talks what's on your mind but you gotta be I, I feel like there's this pressure to be a strong woman You know, man.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of because because where do you find the balance? Because even I think we should have like a child psychologist on or something is.
2: But I embrace her. Like I have a I don't mean to cut you off. I have an older daughter who's very sensitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I embrace that. But she is the perfect mix of sensitive and strong. So I embrace her sensitivities. Uh, You know, she feels bad for you know, whatever, the wind could blow the wrong way and blow a birdhouse and she feels bad. And you validate that. And I'm very, you know, know, I understand that. But at the same point, you know, I know that possibly the career paths that they choose might be male dominated or, you know, the partners that they choose. I want them to have a voice. I want them to make their own money, things like that. And now to that point, I will say,
3: I think more so than important about the gender one way or the other is the personality of that child. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say that because a lot of times I'll hear people make comments, they'll see little boys running around and doing, we oh, well, he's a little boy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> what does that even mean? And my daughter is strong willed. Mm. Like, my daughter at 11 years old has already stated, because she wants to go to Japan, right? Okay. And she's like, I'm going to get a studio apartment. I may have a roommate or not. And I'm like, Well, what about if you get married? And she's like, I don't really want to get married. Oh. I don't I don't see how a man would work in this in and, and yeah. to me, I'm like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. let me embrace all of the things that are a part of her personality. Right. Right? So because she's more strong willed, because she will probably own the business, right? right. Like right. like she, she has even told me like when it comes to school, like she will negotiate her schoolwork. Same. Right? Like, Because wow. she's, she's like, okay, mommy, so if I'm a YouTuber, right? right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my gosh. All, yeah. If I'm a YouTuber, what are the numbers that I need to understand behind the business side of that's it? That's a
2: legit question, right? though, nowadays.
3: <laughs> right? 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 Versus why am I doing this? reverse division things that like how is Mm -hmm. this going to help me in the career path that I want and so I do think that there's a certain level that even with our own biases we have to be careful with that right we're not pushing the gender thing on them Mm -hmm. and we look at them from their personality Mm -hmm. and harness those aspects of them
0: yeah gosh that's such a good point I think that we do get wrapped up in you know that stuff so often, and and I think that goes for every kid. You know, discipline something that, that raising a twenty year old and then I have four is discipline is different for every what mm-hmm. how you discipline one child is not the same for other. Like my husband was spanked as a child, I wasn't, and mm-hmm. so I hate it when he does it because mm-hmm. they the kids learn nothing from spanking. Mm-hmm. They're literally just like they're then just scared of him. Right? They're, they didn't. They're still going to do it next time. They're just scared <laughs> of right. him. Absolutely. Like
2: the know. trauma that it brings on them. Yeah.
0: Right? like, yeah. And I just say to my husband, he's like, well, I didn't smack him hard. I was like, it's not the point. They're mm-hmm. using ph- like literally physical – you know, I don't – I think the, it's
2: more <laughs> – honest, honestly, sometimes it's more of the emotional toll. Yeah. But we could probably have a whole podcast.
0: Oh, that. I actually <laughs> – I'm adding this to our list here about <laughs> spanking boys or just not even spanking boys but spanking kids in general yeah. and just discipline because – I have a very strong-willed eight-year-old, and it bothers me. And I I struggle with disciplining her because she's like, oh, you're going to take my iPod? Okay. Then Mm -hmm. I'll just wait till I get it back. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we didn't learn anything. (laughs) So I think that it's hard, and and my emotions get the best of me, and then I lash out, and it's not healthy. So... I think we need to do a part two on this. I need to, we need to gather some thoughts here. All right, guys, we are going to come back with this specific topic because I think it, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that we kind of jump to that, that need their own podcast. (laughs) They need their own. So many subjects. Yes. They need their own episode. So, Thank you guys for listening. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you do not miss an episode and more women can listen. We hope you have a great day.